0: When I was a kid, my parents told me I could be whatever I want when I grow up. And the first thought that came through my head was that I wanted to be G.I. Joe. Give me a 100-pound pack, a rifle, and some camouflage paint on my face, and I'm so good to go. Now, when I got to high school, I found out there was this branch of the military called the Marine Corps. And these guys were supposed to be tough as nails. Marines are known for accomplishing the most challenging tasks with the fewest resources, and their drill instructors are terrifying. What a lot of people don't know is that the Marine Corps emblem is the eagle, globe, and anchor, which means the Marines can fight on the air, on land, and for today's story, the sea. You're listening to Grunt, a podcast about war and those who fight it. I'm your host, Alex Swolinski. Today, we're gonna to hear the true story of what happens when Marines go into pirate territory. Not the shiver me timbers pirates with the peg leg and the eye patch, yarr but the modern day pirates. The ones armed with machine guns and RPGs that can tear a hole through an M1 Abrams tank, the most armored tank in the US military.
1: My name's Zach Love, and I've fought pirates on the high seas off of coast of Somalia.
0: Zach isn't your average Marine. He's a Force Recon Marine, the best of the best.
1: So I, I always like to explain it, that Force Recon is, the Marines, so the Marines have Force Recon, and that's kind of like the equivalent of the Army Special Forces or the Navy SEALs, and they do a very similar mission.
0: To be a Force Recon Marine, you have to endure months of grueling training exercises. Most Marines who try out will quit. Many others are forced to drop out from injuries. The few who do earn the title are then trained for a variety of skills, like jumping out of aircraft, scuba diving, and even sniper school, until they are highly skilled at their craft.
1: We would go to the range, the shooting range, every single day for I think it's about three months.
0: Besides shooting, Zach and his platoon trained for a very specific mission.
1: So VBSS stands for Visit, Board, Search, and Seizure. And it's the process of boarding a ship and taking it back over.
0: They got really good at this mission. They were spending over 40 hours a week training for this.
1: They had this big building where they could make hallways and rooms and then they can change it around. So each time it's kind of unique. And in these rooms, they would have targets of guys with guns and then also targets with people holding coffee cups or things like that.
0: Because a coffee cup is very different than a gun. And the last thing you want to do on a hostage rescue mission is kill one of the hostages.
1: It was just to train you to... To be able to differentiate between friend or foe if in that instant really fast, you know, your adrenaline's pumping and you, you need to rely on the people doing this job to not shoot innocent people.
0: But getting aboard a rocking ship in the middle of the ocean is a whole other challenge.
1: We practiced getting onto the ship two different ways. One is it's called fast roping, where a helicopter flies over, drops a, a thick rope down from the helicopter and you basically just slide down the rope kind of like a a fire ladder or something, or a fire pole. And the second way is we would get into small boats, uh, drive uh, alongside the merchant vessel and hook ladders onto the side and climb up.
0: Now that Zach and the rest of the Force Recon Platoon were well-trained and ready to go, they boarded the USS Dubuque, a naval vessel, and headed west into the Pacific.
1: So we are gonna deploy Uh, as part of the 15th Mew, and it's a group of ships that would leave the west coast and travel basically with the end destination of the Horn of Africa, where it would turn around and come back. Uh, You always hear, like, marines are the first to fight. That's kind of because these ships, there's always a bunch of marines on ships just kind of
0: floating around. The part of the world they were heading to was ground zero for pirate activity. In that year alone, Somali pirates had attacked 47 ships, and it's estimated that they cost the global industry an extra $7 billion. It takes them a few months to arrive, but as soon as they do, things start to get tense for the Force recon platoon.
1: Once we got into the Gulf of Aden or, or certain areas around the Horn of Africa off of Somalia, you know, they announced over the ship or, or however they told us that, okay, now you're on call essentially, like at any moment we may hear that there's a ship that's been pirated that we need you guys to do a mission.
0: Some of them feared the call would never come and they wouldn't get to use their training. Others feared the call would come and they would be face to face with a pirate in a life or death situation.
1: There I was laying in my rack because you can't sit on it because it's a four-story-tall bunk bed, watching some crappy movie to pass the time, and some guy runs in and tells us all to tells us all to get ready and stand by for for the mission. So then everyone gets all excited and you know we had this uh, reaction drill. Basically, we once you're, once we were alarmed or alerted of this, we'd go down and stage all the stuff. So we had like a, a bulletproof vests with a bunch of ammunition. We had pistols, flashlights, things like that.
0: Now, up until then, they had done these mock drills where they would practice this exact scenario. So they couldn't be so sure if this was the real thing. But this one felt different.
1: It, it was figured out pretty quick that it was gonna be a pirate mission. We, we heard there was a, a German ship that had been taken by pirates.
0: On September 8th, 2010, nine pirates began firing their weapons at the Magellan Star, a massive 440-foot cargo ship, forcing the captain to bring the ship to a halt. But the crew of 11 had prepared for the scenario. As
1: soon as they saw these pirates boarding the ship, this crew killed the ship, like turned off the engines and barricaded every door from the outside of the ship all the way down to the engine room, which is probably four or five floors beneath
0: the main deck. You see, the ship was targeted by pirates not for its cargo, but for its crew. Pirates were getting away with millions of dollars in ransom money in exchange for releasing the hostages. The USS Dubuque raced to the Magellan Star to get to the crew before the pirates did, so we
1: were waiting around for that, I want to say for a few hours. And then once we got there, we had to continue waiting to get final authorization. Uh, I think, you know, it had to be approved by the president or something like that.
0: Zach's uncertain whether the order came directly from the president himself. But think about it US troops were preparing to board a German ship in international waters. And that's not an order that just anyone can give. On the Magellan Star, the pirates couldn't find the crew, and they couldn't get the engine started. Soon after, the pirates were contacted by the USS Dubuque, and they weren't happy.
1: The whole time the pirates are saying, don't even think about trying to come on board, we'll kill you all, we'll kill everyone.
0: When they arrived at the Magellan Star, two helicopters launched from the USS Dubuque to circle the cargo ship. They reported seeing the pirates armed with heavy machine guns and a pair of rocket-propelled grenades.
1: RPG is, stands for rocket propelled grenade. You shoot it out from your shoulder and it flies across and, and blows up. It could certainly shoot down a helicopter and if they could use them against people too and they can inflict a lot of damage because there's a huge rocket on there.
0: So fast roping from a helicopter onto the ship suddenly became a whole lot riskier. They decided if the mission did get approved that they would storm the Magellan Star on these two small, rugged inflatable boats.
1: Finally, late at night, it got approved. So, of course, everyone's all excited because we spent months training for this exact mission.
0: But they would have to wait until morning to catch the pirates by surprise.
1: You know, people try to get some sleep. You're so nervous, and we stayed up so late and had to get up so early that no one really slept. You're you're just so anxious. and and excited and nervous and to have all these feelings at once, let alone risking your life or, or knowing that you're about to risk your life.
0: So at dawn, Zach and his platoon mates geared up. They put on their bulletproof vests, checked their radios and loaded their weapons. The platoon splits up into two boats and starts making their way to the Magellan Star.
1: So we're, we're going on these smaller boats towards this merchant vessel that's been taken by the pirates. And as we get closer, you could see a few of them on the deck of the on the deck of the ship, when they have machine guns. And I was just expecting any moment for them just to start shooting. We're on this tiny inflatable boat, and all of a sudden, in my head, I can't even help it. The the door song, the end, comes into my head. This is, this is the end. Beautiful friend.
0: Zack sees the pirates running on the deck of the ship. Then he looks up at the bridge, which is near the top of the ship, and towering about 5 stories high are several pirates. It's an ideal sniper position, and Zack and his platoon mates are easy targets.
1: You know, it's pretty terrifying. We're all we're all aimed in, or whatever, ready to react. The boat, the small boat I'm in, pulls up to the ship. We hook this this little grappling hook that's connected to a giant painter's pole onto the side of the ship and climb up this really thin wire ladder. That's, it, it's, it's pretty scary because you're, you're climbing up this little tiny wire ladder and you're wearing over 100 pounds of gear and your weapon is, is slung on your back. And there's nothing, if you, if you let go, you're, you're gonna fall into the ocean.
0: Lucky for Zack and the rest of the platoon, the pirates didn't shoot and nobody fell into the ocean.
1: But eventually you get up there and then we start uh, clearing the ship like we did practicing training. So me uh, and a few other guys, once we were inside the ship, we had to take out our pistols because our, our rifles were too kind of big and unwieldy. And we had it split up to where everyone kind of knew what they were doing. One team would go to the bridge, which is the top of the ship where all the controls are and then one team would go to the engine room.
0: With their pistols out, Zack and the rest of the force recon platoon began traversing the narrow passageways of the ship. They had to find these pirates, the ones who had promised to kill them just a few hours earlier.
1: Pretty much our, our training kind of took over. Everyone knew exactly what they were doing. One team ran up to the bridge where, where most of the pirates were and uh, contained them.
0: The pirates never followed through on their promise. They didn't fire one bullet at the Marines, and it was surprisingly easy to detain them. We
1: just had to point our guns at them and they surrendered. A few of them tried to run away. I don't know where they'd run, so a few guys had to be restrained.
0: The mission was a huge success, not one shot was fired by either side the entire crew was rescued and the nine pirates were captured the pirates were each sentenced to five years in prison in kenya and zach is no longer in the marine corps
1: interesting in the military I feel like in the Marines specifically you can have a very unique relationship with someone that you'll never be able to replicate anywhere else Uh, one one day you can literally be in a fistfight with someone and you can really just hate this guy but then the very next day you can you would save his life or have no problem uh, getting his back and just going through all these kind of traumatic events, being shot at, blown up, knowing guys that have gotten injured, you you form this camaraderie with these guys that even though you may hate the guy as a person, you've shared all the same or very similar experiences and have a, a bond that can be replicated.
0: Zach is about to graduate with his bachelor's in nursing, so he can keep helping people, but in different ways. Stay tuned for more episodes of Grunt. Thank you for listening.